Hello and welcome to The Green Machine. This is Nick and I'm joined by Martin to kick off a very, very busy international week as we bring you our boys and girls in green to see how everyone got on over the weekend. And we also preview Ireland versus Norway as they take on the Vikings on Thursday night. Without Erling Haaland, Martin, are you devastated? Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed, to be honest. Yeah, because um, I think we would have brought a crowd and I know look, most of us will be there anyway. Um, But yeah, it's always good to see the best players in the world play at the Aviva. Yeah, just, lands down. I went upset. Dave lands, lands in row, Martin. Lands in row. Let's yeah, not sorry. offend. Yeah. Let's not offend David. Um, yeah. just uh, our our team tune, Martin. Here's a funny one for you. So our team tune was composed by a very good friend of mine, Adam Kennedy. Um, Adam, <laughs> Adam intended on attending his first Irish game on Thursday, just to see Erling Haaland. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> but I think you know it's a. And Adam, I know you're listening. <laughs> so we'll give you a mention anyway that will, that will probably we'll, give, we'll give you a mention um just to kind of blacklist you amongst Harlem fans but um oh, Adam I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm absolutely devastated for you buddy you know <laughs> I don't think Adam can name anyone on the Ireland team but he knows Erling Haaland is playing oh I'm only joking Adam I, I love you buddy I love you buddy and um yes uh, he is the composer of our team team so we, we should pay him a little bit more due respect I think um, hurting, <laughs> but look, a little bit like me with Ronaldo last year, wasn't it? That was that was around oh, well, this time last year. That's when you remembered you were Portuguese again. Jeez. Yeah, and I and I and I quickly rediscovered that as there's a World Cup coming on, and um, yeah. conveniently, did you see the interview with Piers Morgan last night? I've not seen it yet. No, I've seen the clips though going around. This is yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Incredible, really, story. But I was expecting it to be honest. I, I was expecting, it and I thought that he won't, he won't be going back to Man United after the World Cup. Anyway, I, I had thought that. And uh, but yeah, it's just disappointing the way it's ended, and it just shows you know, like he he's done it before, hasn't he, Ronaldo? I know it's Irish football podcast, but I think it's well, Martin. I'm I'm, Port- I, I'm Portuguese again, so yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, we we, we can talk that. about Ronaldo. I, I'm yeah. Portuguese after Sunday after we play Malta. Uh, I'll be lashing it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When when our when our campaign for the season's finished and and your World Cup starts, so. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, our Portuguese. What was it in, in red? Will it be what you call your new podcast then? Um, in Bergen, in Burgundy and Green, uh, our boys in Burgundy oh, yeah. and Green. I think, yeah. Um, in all we'll seriousness, co- we'll you copyright that. Shirt, where, where did you buy the? Sh- where did you buy the shirt? Oh yeah, my my retro shirt. So I'll, I'll give them a shout out. Now we do have partners, Martin. Remember, we do have partners, and that's Kit Launch. So do <laughs> check out Kit Launch. They do give you a twenty percent discount if you're a Green Machine subscriber. So use the discount called Green Machine Twenty. Uh, but the these are not our partners, but uh, Calcio Culture Club. So Niall Foster, Niall is actually um a former schoolmate of mine. Well, his brother Thomas, if they're listening, guys, uh, Thomas um. I was in school with him and Niles, his younger brother. Um, I met Niall up in KitCon, up in Dundalk oh, yeah. in, in June or July, during the summer anyway. And I didn't know that, that that's what Niall did. But Niall is, um, you know, he 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 sells uh, vintage shirts, not fake, Martin. So probably yeah. no interest to you. Uh, but I was on the hunt. So 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 just anyone, anyone, if you're listening for the first time or if you um, if you're not familiar with this, uh, every time a World Cup comes along or a European Championship comes along and Ireland aren't in it, I, I become Portuguese. Um, not because I'm a Ronaldo fan, nothing like that. My my dad was actually Portuguese, so um, I do have Portuguese. I do have genuine links to Portugal. I'm not just a Ronaldo fanboy. Uh, not, nothing like that. But I was on the hunt for a retro jersey. 
So in work, we're doing a we're doing a World Cup party on Friday. We're doing a draw, and we're you know we're having a bit of crack with that, and um, we're doing like a Jersey Day. And I love my Ireland retro kits, but we're not in the World Cup. And I said, well, I can wear a Portuguese kit because I'm half Portuguese. Went on the hunt for one, so I kind of narrowed it down. So any kind of kit buffs might appreciate the ones I'm talking about here. Everyone else will probably have no idea what I'm on about. So. I narrowed it down to either uh, their training kit that they have currently, which is a bit mad. It would give you a bit of a headache. There's a lot of colors going around, uh, kind of going on there. And then I kind of went back. I, I kind of I have the 2002 one because you know I like 2002, Martin. I have a bit yeah. of a horn for yeah. 2002. Just a bit. Just a little bit. So I do have I've a Louis Figo jersey uh, from 2002, but I was 10. So, um, you know, I'm not going to fit into that. And then I was going a bit more retro. So I narrowed it down to the Euro 2001 or the what they would have worn at France 98. They didn't qualify, but what they would have worn at France 98. So um, it's kind of like a burgundy jersey uh, as per normal with green sleeves. And I literally searched the internet high and low. Uh, I went through all the official channels, Martin. The official channels. <laughs> um, Jonathan Courtney wasn't selling one, so I was out of luck there. Uh, but... I did go through, um, you know, classic football kits and vintage football kits and eBay and stuff. And you could get one, but it was, you know, they were absolutely torn to shreds and stuff. And it was still about 100 euro to get one that was torn to shreds. So anyway, um, dawned on me to check on Niles, uh, Niles side, Calcio Culture Club. And it was literally the first jersey on the website. Couldn't believe it. And it was, you know, he was selling it for a lot less. Uh, thankfully, there was a discount going. And um, yeah, I'm now the proud o- o- owner of a 1997 vintage Portugal jersey, uh, which I'll be I'll be wearing during the World Cup when I become Portuguese again. So <laughs> that's my little that's my little tangent, Martin. But I'm delighted you asked because uh, you know yeah. it's good 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 to get that excuse over and done with. So um, what we're gonna do today it, it is a preview, you know, it is a preview for Ireland versus Norway on Thursday. But we are gonna bring you some of the updates from the weekend. But before we do. Um, a great result for the Ireland women's team who freshly qualified for the World Cup. Louise Quinn winning her 100th cap and scoring as well, Martin. You uh, you were keeping a good eye on that game, 4-0 against Morocco. A great victory for the girls. Yeah, very comfortable overall, 4-0 win. She got played the match as well um, and a goal on a 100 cap. I mean, that's an incredible achievement, I think, alone. It's amazing. I think the FAI done a great job on the, the social media stuff today showing, like, um, Loads of old photos of her as she's come through, like, you know, 100 caps ago and things. Incredible to see. But no, very comfortable early on, really early goals as well. Uh, Megan Campbell scored. Katie McCabe got a penalty. Uh, and Louise Quinn. And then Kyra Karasu got, Caruso, Caruso yeah. got one on her on her birthday. Uh, um, this was the 10th game of, you know, I must congratulate them again for getting to a World Cup. But they're, they're just, they're very resilient. Very comfortable today. Um, they played a game against Morocco behind closed doors, actually, in, in part of this camp in Marbella uh, during the week. Um, but, you know, this, and as well, Courtney Brosnan, I mean, fair play to her. She's this is a, a six clean sheet as well. And we, I think we're going to go into that World Cup. I think we're going to be very organised, very hard to beat. Um, and it's always good players. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to July already. Yeah, I, I'm sure that women will have friendlies as well in, in the new year. Yeah, they will. They will. And, um, you know, I think when, when Sue Rona was on the show last month, she kind of did say that we're going to be very organized, but we might be let off the shackles a little bit more being a final. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how the girls go on. So congratulations to Louise Quinn 
um, you know, in her hundredth cap, fourteen years she's playing for Ireland, which is which is mad because she's she's still only a young one, she's still only a young, young one. And then um, a great victory for the girls in green. Some cracking goals there as well. So do catch the highlights. Um, I just saw them on the news there. So um, an excellent result. So just just the the roundup from the weekend, Martin. And we won't dwell on it too long. Um, and anyone who's joined us for the first time, we do go through uh, the updates from each uh, English league generally. Uh, we used to go through the Belgian league when Josh Cullen was there. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, basically any current international or anyone on the fringes, basically how they gone on over the weekend. So starting off with the Premier League, uh, there was a clean sheet for Mark Travers. Uh, there was not a clean sheet for Gavin Bizzunu and Seamus Coleman and Matt Doherty also featuring uh, for Everton and Spurs. Uh, respectively over the weekend so just the um the kind of i suppose four premier league appearances from lads in the current squad but then there was a debut uh, for everton striker tom cannon so following on for connor ronan's uh debut for wolves last week so two irish debutants in two weeks uh, do you know much about tom cannon uh tom cannon uh, Martin, he hasn't really been in the under uh, the under 21 squad at all but he has featured underage uh, Nick, another striker another exciting a young lad to look at. Great to see, isn't it? Another debut in the Premier League. Yeah, like we said last week, it's brilliant to see. I don't know much about it at all, to be honest. But So, yeah, now I'll be following. We'll be jumping on that bandwagon, I'm sure. The Green Machine. Yeah. <laughs> That's as we often have to do. But, yeah. Cannonball. Like, actually, yeah. Um, fantastic to see again. And if he's eligible, we'll be looking at him, sure. So, yeah. Great to see. Yeah, no, he's played for us at under nineteen level and below. So you know he's certainly on the radar, and he's he's um you know he's certainly going to be on Jim Crawford's radar, I'm sure. So just moving on to the championship, Martin, you'll be delighted to to hear that there was a lot of clean sheets in the in the championship. <laughs> uh, that we're we're scraping from the barrel this weekend. Unfortunately, it's just one of those slow weeks domestically. Well, sorry, not domestically, Martin, not domestically. No, no, not in domestic. England. Ooh. In England, for for our boys in green. For our boys in green, not domestically though, because we might obsess them in an RTE. So, anyway, Johnny Egan, Ryan Manning, Max O'Leary, Darrell Shea, and Jay Malumby all keeping clean sheets to their club. Danny McNamara getting an assist for Millwall. Uh, they won 4 2 against Preston North End. Of course, Robbie Brady, Alan Brown featuring for Preston. And James McLean scoring directly from a corner as Wigan beat Blackpool 2 1. Um, I say this all the time, Martin, and actually, just, just a quick shout out to Derry City. Of course, they, they won 4 0. Um, against Shelburne in the FAI Cup final, Patrick Pertle, if you're listening, one of my best buddies, he got a got a picture with James, um, outside the stadium. Um, great to see him there. The kind of the the battle of two, uh, two Irish left wingers, Damien Duff, of course, managing Shells and McLean in the stands, um, supporting Derry, his former club, of course. So, um. Yeah, so just just a, a shout out to Derry and congratulations to them. Uh, I always say this about McLean Martin. He's got some delivery, hasn't he? I think we kind of underestimate that because we've gone through a lot of years of kind of headlessness. He's definitely settled down, certainly since Stephen Kenny's taken charge of Ireland. He's settled down for Ireland. He's done excellently well for Wigan, you know, since since he's gone there. But, I mean, his, his set pieces, he, he got two assists last week, didn't he, from corners. Um, his delivery is brilliant, isn't it? I, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I think it's worth yeah. mentioning. No, he is getting better and better now, and he's more experienced. He's, he's not as kind of headless, as you said there. And, you know, he, he's... I think he, he's obviously just matured, isn't he? And he's yeah. he's a key person in our in our squad now, and he's really I can see him like even now he's kind of bonding with some of the lads and stuff, and now he's friends with them around the hotel and things like that. Um, he I think he's seeing himself what he's going to bring to it now, but he's still going, he's still playing. I mean, look, many of us were I probably was guilty myself of it, you know. 
kind of thinking it was coming towards the end. I was thought he probably wouldn't be good enough for Kenny, and I thought there was enough players in there, but he just he's really putting in a shift for him. And we knew his incredible appetite and fitness, but he's actually coming up with the goods now, and, and he's never going to let us down. I don't think. And yeah, fantastic to see, and like, even the point of going back to Derry and stuff, and. I think that's incredible to go there and he had loads of time with the fans and stuff. It was a brilliant opportunity. And, um, you know, lots of people would have met him and, and probably would have made their day and obviously well done to them. He, he he really loves the club. And I mean, David actually stirred a bit of shit there on social media a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Because I think McLean says something. <laughs> um, who was he responding to? Jack Byrne, he says something like, oh, well, well, he so Byrne put up a post about Rovers winning the league. And McLean had replied to him saying, I will be back stronger next year, something like that anyway. And he just meant us as in the club he supports. And mm. David, David started sharing it and it spread like wildfire. And, you know, people were saying, oh, it's James McLean going back to Derry and all this. Oh, hilarious. Like, you know, anyway, yeah. uh, send your hate tweets to lansdownroad.ie <laughs> or, or, or Prendy Rebel. Um, take your pick, really. Take your pick. And just another mention in the championship, uh, Josh Cullen. I was watching Blackburn and Burnley yesterday and look, absolutely immense. Such a simplistic player, really, really thriving under Vincent Company, and um, Burnley are top of the Premier League. So hopefully we will see Josh Cullen in the Premier League next season. Now, uh, last couple of updates just into League Two. So Irish eligible Louis Barry scoring a goal for MK Dons. They lost three one to Derby, who had um, James Collins on the score sheet for them, and Connor Harrahan assisting uh, one of the Derby goals. So that's kind of the only uh, match kind of worth. Uh, having a look at so um that's our boys in green and our girls in green of course they they were all in international duty this week so um there was no um women's super league or women's championship updates to bring you this week so if we miss anything uh send your hate tweets to martin or send your hate tweets to david um, and send your love uh your love towards me because i brought you all the clean sheets <laughs> of the weekend okay martin so um uh, i suppose the the curtain closer uh, at lansdowne road for for the international season on thursday um, obviously, we're playing Malta on Sunday, but our last home game of the season. So we take on Norway. Uh, as we mentioned at the start of the show, and commiserations to Adam, Erling Haaland is uh, missing from the game. And a number of other key players are missing from the game. So we are going to go through the, the Norway squad um, in a couple of minutes, but just kind of to paint a bit of context into it. Uh, we've played them three times in the last 19 years. So uh, I suppose going back to 2003, a 1-0 victory for Ireland in Dublin. Damien Duff scoring an absolutely superb goal. And I was actually at that game, Martin. I was actually at that game. Nice. Um, I actually think it was just, I could be wrong now. I could be wrong, but I think it was just before, I think it was in between the Euro 2004 and um, World Cup 2006 qualifiers. So, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, Or no, no, I have... Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was before Euro 2004 anyway. Um, yeah, and Damien Duff scoring that. And then in 2008, we played played Norway as well. Uh, a 1-1 draw away, Robbie Keane scoring in that game. And then the last time we played them was all the way back in 2010. Shane Long scoring a penalty, uh, which you don't usually see. And then Morton Gams pedersen scoring a beautiful free kick. And then Eric Husselklep, uh, um, you might remember him from playing for Portsmouth. He scored the winner very, very late on. Were you at any of those games, Martin? I would have been at the home ones, yeah. Um, no, I wasn't. I was in Norway, yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. It's 2008, yeah. God, wow. Yeah, it was really realized, buggy or something, wasn't it? Is that now? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I brought Caroline to that one. Uh, see, I must give her a shout-out. She, she might actually listen to this episode now, and I'll give her a shout-out. <laughs> yeah, I did actually go to that one in 2008, and I think we were one the up, weren't we? I think Robbie King got an early goal. Yeah. And I think I... Well, I had, a, I had a few quid. I think it kind of paid for the trip, basically. I backed Robbie King, and he scored a goal for me. And um, 
yeah, I think it was good. It was a good little spot, actually, Oslo. And, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. Very expensive, though. I remember that. I'd say you did, Martin. I'd say you did. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline, if you're listening, it's very important that Martin goes to the World Cup in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start the appeal now. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's important to throw that one out. So yeah, there, there are our last three games against them. Um, and the funny thing is, Martin, uh, like we look at Norway, like this this is something of a golden generation for them. I mean, you and me. I mean, Martin, you're 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 a lot older than me, a lot older right. than me. Um, Why is that? Sig- si- well, sometimes, yeah, significant <laughs> significantly older than me. But like the kids of today, Martin, they think that this Norway team is good. Like we, well, more so you, but like. The, the Norway that I remember growing up mm. was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Tori Andre Flo, John Carew, Henningberg, Ronnie Janssen, Eric Baca, all those lads. They, they had an unbelievable team back then. 2003, when we played them, they had a savage team, didn't they? So mm. um, is this better than that Norway team, do you think? I mean, Haaland obviously is is probably the best player in the world at the moment. But, um, well, yeah, yeah. You've got the best. You do have the best player in the world, I think, at the moment anyway. Well, I'd probably put De Bruyne up there as well, to be honest. But... um. You know, Pedersen's having a brilliant season with Arsenal. I mean, he's he's very much Odegaard behind their challenge for the title. Got Odegaard, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> oh, we have to edit that one out. Um, you were you were stuck <laughs> stuck in the past there. You were obsessed with Odegaard. Yeah. A very good um, looking man. A very good looking man to be fair. So man. um, yeah. he was probably just stuck in your head there. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, but Odegaard, yeah, look, he, he's very much behind kind of the renaissance of Arsenal in, in, in their title challenge and, you know, great goals the other day. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him, really, because I, I think he's a very good player. I mean, he's, he's highly rated. Mm. He's, he's um, knocking around he, since he, he was about gonna... 14 as well, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, he, he was one of yeah. those wonder kids. He went to Real Madrid, didn't he, when he was about 14, 15, something like that. So yeah. it's an interesting one to see. It's mad looking at a Martin because... <laughs> Roni ranked. I mean, look, you can you can read what you want into the the world rankings. We kind of take it with a pinch of salt, but essentially, it does does have a big bearing, doesn't it? I mean, look at our look at our qualifying group for the Euros. But they're ranked forty sec- second in the world. We're ranked forty nine. So there's not a huge amount of separating us in the world rankings. Um, and just in terms of how they've gotten on recently, they've lost their last two games uh, in the Nations League against Slovenia and Serbia. They had a pretty bad uh, Nations League campaign considering the squad they have. And um, but before that, they'd actually gone six games unbeaten. And that included a 9-0 win against Armenia, um, a team that we really struggled against, a team we lost against away, and a team that we scraped by with one of the last kicks of the game um, in Dublin. So I think it kind of paints the context. But the funny thing about them, Martin, like we've spoken about them having a golden generation. Um, they haven't qualified for a tournament since Euro 2000. Unbelievable. And that's longer than and that's longer than us. Um <laughs> so, Yeah. We we've been know. we we've been at three tournaments since. Yeah. You know, er, Erling Haaland, I don't think, was even born when they were at their last tournament. No. I mean, I mean, and that that would be the shame for them if they don't get this kind of is it is it a golden generation? If they don't get him to an international tournament, it'll be a massive shame. And that that's the kind of thing I do remember like you know, the likes of Solskjaer, obviously as a Man United fan and, and thinking how, how good he was and stuff and, and Henningberg you know you had an interest in, in Norway because of that but yeah. you know it, it, it's it's crazy that they haven't qualified for that long and you know I, I think long term you know they're in a bit of a quandary aren't they to, to be able to qualify for stuff now because if they're going down the rankings and things it's going to get more and more difficult they are one of them teams Scandinavian, they're always going to be kind of tough to beat in a sense but 
they're, they're going to have that quality. And if they play to their strengths with him, eventually, you know, you'd, you'd like to see them qualify for something just to see him at a tournament because you want yeah. the best players there. Would they remind you a little bit of us kind of in the early noughties? Because, uh, look, I'm not comparing Haaland to Keane. Uh, first of all, because he broke his Aula's leg, didn't he? But <laughs> did did not end his career, by the way. No, no. Did not end his career. But look, we had possibly the best player in the world at the time in 2001, 2002. And Norway possibly have the best player in the world at the moment. So c- can you see a little bit of a resemblance? Because they have those kind of two or three, even four world-class players, similar to how, how we were. So any similarities, do you think? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, it's, it's even thinking about 2002. World Cup. I'd even actually compare not Holland to ability wise and stuff like you know, I don't think Robbie Keane that's who I'm going to compare to, but not in yeah. the sense that Robbie Keane was ever the best player in the world. But it was a case of he was the he came into the World Cup 2002, you know, four years after making his debut, really. And then we were hoping we were going to kick on in at his peak, Robbie Keane. He wasn't really at uh ever at a tournament, we never qualified for him yeah. so. Um, I would say, in a sense. I mean, maybe 2012, 2010, probably, I think Robbie Keane was very, very good yeah. in that whole campaign uh, when we were robbed by Thierry Henry. But um, I think that's, that's how I would kind of compare it. And and that's, it is a good comparison between Norway that they are they are going to struggle to qualify for tournaments as we did um, for them periods as well. And finally, obviously got there in 2012. But I mean, that was a 10-year gap from Robbie Keane getting there on the back of the 2002 generation where we had... You know, Roy Keane qualified us for that tournament with, you know, some amazing form. I'm not saying Roy Keane did it on his own, of course, but we had a very, very good side then. Um, and very experienced side as well. Niall Quinn on the back of that. Matt Holland obviously done really well at that tournament. Kevin, Kevin Kilban, Shea Given, a lot of things, the, the kind of rise of Damien Duff. That's what you, Harlan's going to need now to qualify. He's going to need two or three of them coming out. I don't think you ever really get yeah. to qualify for one. I'd actually compare him a little bit with Wales. It's like Bale as well. You yeah. Know, Giggs never qualified for a tournament, but Bale did because he was one of, you know, they had Joe Allen, they had um, Ramsey. They had two, three or four really good players and you can qualify with that now. So I think that's what Norway are going to need. And, and in Odegaard, they're going to have one, but you know, it's, it'll be interesting. You know, yeah. I think they're, I, they're still so young. Different tangent now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're, they're yeah. still so young. Like, the team and and St- Staly Solbakken as well. I mean, a lot of people might remember him. He, he managed Wolves for a while. I think he managed um, Rosenberg and and Copenhagen in the mm-hmm. in the um you know in the Champions League and that kind of thing. So experienced coach, but I don't think he's overly popular. Like his record isn't great for the kind of talent that's available. And like we do sp- speak about this golden generation, but a huge amount of them are actually out of the the squad this time round. So Haaland's out of as we've mentioned five times already. We still end up talking about him even though he's out. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're they're fairly depleted, Martin. They're fairly depleted, mm. and I mean it is not um the kind of star-studded Norway coming to Dublin that, that we might think about. Um, they are very, very depleted. Just to give you an idea, I mean, in terms of the, the kind of quality players that are there, that, that a lot of Irish fans would be aware of. So, so our Odengar will travel. Uh, Mohamed uh, El Nusi, who a lot of people would know from Southampton, he will play. He played for Celtic as well. And Alexander Sorlet, who was with Crystal Palace, he went to Leipzig, I think he was with Real Sociedad now. He played against United a couple of weeks ago. He was actually linked with United not that long ago. He scored a huge amount of goals in Germany. Um, you know, when he was on loan, I think I think it was with Leipzig. Um, you know, so they they have um they've quite a bit of talent that they're bringing, but they're missing a lot of players. Like they're missing um, you know, Christopher Azure, who a lot of Celtic fans will be aware about. You know, he's with Brentford now. Uh, Christian Torsvelt, who's playing um with Sassuolo in in Italy, like he's a really really key midfielder for them. He's gone. Sander Berg, 
He's with Sheffield United. I know he was linked with Liverpool in the past. Um, very, very big lad. Big kind of six foot five, six foot six midfielder. He's missing as well. Jans Peter Haug, who um, played for AC Milan last last season when they won Serie A. He's out. Joshua King, um, who United kept trying to sign. You know, he, mm. he's playing in Turkey at the moment. He's out. So they're missing a huge amount of of their, um, I suppose, their their household names but also some of their key players and you know a lot of experience as well um you know it's isn't going to be going with them to dublin um as i said sander berg like he, he's an excellent player and he won't be going at all joshua king has has 20 something goals for norway you know i know he gets a bit of slagging domestically the one thing that they do have martin and and you know obviously anyone who's kind of kept an eye on the europa league like like us united fans uh bodo glint um they're, they're kind of the the top team in norway at the moment they've kind of overtaken the likes of rosenberg and Valerenga, and a huge amount of their players like they beat roma last season you know who went on to win the whole thing didn't they they're playing in the conference league at the moment bodo glint but a really good team really contemporary side they're exporting a lot of really good players. Like I mentioned, um, you know, Jens Peter Hauk, who uh, was playing for AC Milan last season, like they exported him. They have a lot of young lads who are coming through and are being sought after by some really, really top European clubs. And um, they have several players from that club um, in the squad. You know, a lot of them are, are fairly inexperienced. A couple of them are uncapped, uh, one or two caps. Um, they do have a solid team. Like they do, they do have a solid team, but... They are completely depleted, Martin. Um, and we certainly do have a good good chance against them. I, I, I it's it's not going to be as said a, you know, all it takes is for the likes of Odengar Tashi just take control of the game, doesn't it? But you know, we we have a chance of getting a result here. I don't think it'll be completely disastrous. No, I think we've got a really good chance of getting a good result. But it, and and obviously though, the the difference and often it kind of is when this a star player does you know come to Dublin and, and play really well, like Odegaard could do that. Um, we've had. Alabar did it before with Austria. Yeah, um, Ericsson. You know, they could just have, yeah, have just a moment and or yeah. an influence, maybe not in them. It might be just something they do magical in the game. I mean, you know, I know that there will be people disappointed that uh, Haaland's not playing because I think when the picture was announced, everyone was saying, oh, Haaland's coming to Dublin. It was going to be quite interesting because, you know, we are coming to the end of the year, even the momentum of going into a World Cup. I know we're not at it, but... Um, you know, the interest has kind of waned a little bit. All right, I'll qualify and draw for the Euros is there now and, and we know what we're going to be facing in March and June. So these games are key for us. You know, they are important for Stephen Kenny. But, you know, people will be disappointed that he's not there. Um, but uh, it is an opportunity for others and to see Odegaard will be good. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, this kind of game is reminding me of 2016 when Holland came to Dublin before we went off to the Euros. Yeah. And we played our, you know, we played a few different players. I mean, we had McGoldrick, I think, actually got mad at the match in that game. Um, and it was like, we, we got, if you look back now, we, we got to see, I was just checking the team there when I thought at the point, it was like Van Dyke was there, when Aldum, the young came on, you know, um, Memphis Depay was there as well. Uh, a really good kind of, you know, young kind of Holland team then, who now are many of them are household names. So yeah. it's an opportunity really to for Irish fans as well to see. I know I'm sounding like a very promotional uh, for the FAI here of buy a ticket and go and see them. But, yeah. you know, it, you do want to see the best players come to Dublin sometimes. And yeah, it's disappointing that he's not there. But I think you'll, there'll be players who will come hopefully out of Norway squad in the sense that there'll be household names in time. Because we've 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 seen a lot of them over the years, as we said, like over the years in in Premier League football and stuff, and it's just very similar to us in a way that some of our players are all around Europe now playing and playing their trade, and we've got a lot of that at the youth level as well. 
Yeah, like there's a lot of parallels, isn't there? Because as I said, like the late 90s, I mean, any any younger listeners, I mean, Norway were outrageous, but hugely underachieving. Like they they just, they were very top heavy, weren't they? With with center forwards, you know, like there's so many strikers, like Yatori Andre Flo, he was an excellent player. John Carew was was probably one of the top strikers um, in Spain at the time. You know, he played for Valencia, Solskjaer as well. I mean, was was just, you know, so, so, so good. And and then Henningberg, Ronnie Janssen, Eric Bakker was playing the Champions League for Leeds. So they were so good. And, um, you know, it took them so long to kind of rediscover that kind of golden generation, that kind of golden touch. And um, they are playing Scotland in their European Championship group. So they probably looked at us and they probably said, maybe we're a decent match. I mean, look, we hammered them in Dublin. We lost them in, in, in Glasgow. So they probably thought it might be a good kind of warm up for them. So an interesting <laughs> one. Just from an Irish perspective, Martin, and I know you and David did discuss the squad um, last week. So Mark Sykes was called into the squad today. Um, Scott Hogan and Will Keane, probably our two most informed strikers this season, have been real day through injury. Um, nobody in that uh, that standby squad, as far as I know, the last I heard anyway, um, I know Rory Gaffney was on that standby list. The last I heard, he isn't in the squad. Um, and the last I heard, uh, Neil Perugia um, is, hasn't been called into the squad either. So Mark Sykes wasn't named on standby officially, but he does come in. Um, don't want to dwell on it too much, Martin. Two wing backs or two right backs anyway in the squad. Uh, we brought another one in. Are you surprised that he hasn't gone for you know the likes of Joe Hodge or, or Connor Coventry? I know that there was divided opinion whether or not they deserved a place in the squad. But are you in, are you surprised to see Sykes, or do you think that's something that was kind of going to be expected? He's in good form at the moment. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too surprised to see him because you know he's been on the periphery of the squad before and stuff and I think it's a bigger story perhaps that he brings in uh, Joe Hodge or, or Coventry now and because he, he admitted them originally so you know this is Mark Sykes obviously qualifies been in, around it before so I, I, I'm not too surprised to see it but I mean you know it, he's another one perhaps who's got he, he's he's there and he's very similar to what we probably got as well. You know, there's a lot of players that we can play on the left, left wing back, right wing yeah. back, or wherever it is. So he, he's one of them who can comes in there. I mean, think about it today in the way from the context of if he comes in now, not being in the original squad, okay, he could have a fly in camp and play really, really well. But, um, you know, I'd expect others to start above him and I'd be a bit annoyed if I was one of the ones in the original squad in that position and then he got in ahead of me. I know that sounds maybe a bit kind of stupid in a way but that that's what my kind of viewpoint was on it really yeah yeah and, and and there was a little bit of um interaction i suppose after you and david did the the squad reaction and a lot of people quite critical at the notion that coventry and hodge could be in the squad um i think we've made the point and, and you and dave made made very good points last week sammy smodix is another one you know and you know mm-hmm. i kind of argue for cj hamilton he's been in he's had a little purple patch at the moment and um, probably not quite up to scratch, is he? Anyway, but I mean, there there was a lot of people kind of saying, "Well, why should these lads be in the squad?" I think the point was made, like, and and David certainly reiterated it a few times. So that Malta game is a perfect opportunity to give young lads a bit of a run. And you've made this point, Martin, that it puts them in the shop window, it puts them in the minds of their club managers, and they kind of say, "Well, this guy's a full international. He did fine at international level. Maybe I'll give him a bit of a twist." So. It's disappointing. There was nothing to lose, Martin, wasn't there? Not because there's no under twenty ones fixtures this window. So, you know, in a position like holding midfield or central midfield where things are very, very bare, he surely could have afforded to bring them, even just to give them uh, an experience yeah, of the camp. I think so as well. And, and you know, 
it was interesting that you said referring to our previous uh, episode where we had a chat about it and the feedback then from fans. Oh, well, well, he's played less minutes than this person and stuff. And everyone's trying to counter argue and defend their argument with, with well, how, how often he's played and things like that. So it's, it, you know, look, we're all entitled to opinions, obviously. And, and I just think it is a bit of a waste of opportunity. And, and I think that shot window thing always um, comes back to me with Keith Andrews saying it. And and that was kind of very a mantra of when they went into the squad with Stephen Kenny that there was a lot of lads that had been forgotten and hadn't been capped and kind of just drifting away out of international football and for club football. Um, and and I think that was an opportunity for them to kind of be reminded, uh, even with some of the lads now who are doing well, or even rewarding them. You know, they've done very well for the under twenty ones, and maybe they're not that ready. But there's no harm bringing them in around the squad, letting them know the setup and stuff, because we could be counting on them. And that's something actually yeah. Stephen Kenny said with Evan Ferguson. He said he's he's expecting him to probably go on loan, but we might as well have a look at him now because if he goes on loan, does really really well, he doesn't want to introduce him to that first senior squad in March. He's giving him a taste of it now, so that that's a real key point I think for that. And it's an interesting one with Ferguson. I think you know I, I'm expecting him to be capped to be honest, um, because especially with. He's got to be confident now, hasn't he? Surely that um, you know, Hogan's out, Will Keane's out. He, he's he's definitely got to be in for a shout for a start well, somewhere. It's only two center forwards in the squad. I mean, you, you could probably yeah. put Callum Robinson to, in, you know, into that um category. But I mean, looking at midfield, I mean, Josh Cullen can hold. Jason Malumbi showed against um Armenia that he cannot hold the midfield. Like he's an excellent um. He's an excellent central midfielder. He can play alongside a holder and he, he can, you know, cover every blade, blade of gla- uh, grass, blade of grass or blade of glass. <laughs> but he showed against Armenia as good as he is and as physical as he is, he has not got the temperament to play holding midfield. And Connor Coventry, people can say whatever they want about the conference league or whatever. It's still European football. You know, he's still very, very highly rated. He's still training. Uh, with international midfielders, uh, well, Declan Rice, um, ex ex Ireland <laughs> international midfielders as well, um, every day of the week. So I don't see what he would have lost by by bringing in a holding midfielder like that to learn a little bit off Cullen. Hodge is a bit more advanced, but he can also hold the midfields again. He's better served, more advanced. So there was absolutely nothing to lose because there is no holders in there. And as I said, if you're look if you're to look at central midfielders, you have. Hendrick Brown, Colin and Malumbi, and that's about it. Like Jamie McGrath is probably going to be used a little bit wider or, or kind of in behind the striker. Same with Will Smallbone. So it, it's an unusual one. I don't really know what justifies it. I don't really know what he had to lose. Yes, I completely get that point that um, you know, that that these lads don't have minutes. But I mean, he's capped lads with no minutes. You know, he's capped Shane Duffy when he hasn't played for months. He capped Malumbi when he wasn't playing for Brighton, you know, before he moved to West Brom. So it's it's a strange argument, but um, look, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Anyone in particular Irish wise you're looking forward to seeing on on Thursday, Martin? Cousin William, perhaps? Do you think he's going to get cousin, a twist? I think cousin William will play in Malta. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, will Smallbone? Yeah, I think he will. It's brilliant. Again, I, I must stress uh, the I think they do a fantastic job. The FAI media stuff is is brilliant scene there i know it's all sponsored and it wouldn't be rocking everyone's boat this but you know when people when it shows the lads all arriving and stuff and just camaraderie amongst them all and it was it was nice i thought to see the umbro gear uh the, the training gear not a new range but it was nice to see it on the lads looking quite smart in it as they pulled up and just the interaction it, it, it's pretty cool I, i'm always like trying to spot who's in the background or whatever who interacts who gets along with whoever but yeah. i still another interesting point on it though is um like the opportunity and stuff, I think we, we got to remember that they, these are ser- seriously uh, 
impressive young men in the way, and they're 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 not idiots. Like they're they're professional footballers, and some of them are captains of their clubs and stuff. And you know they might the likes of Daryl Lenehan, for example, has been in and out of squads around the outside of it, and him putting himself up in front of the media today, um, I think it's actually quite clever because he's he's got to be noticed, isn't he, for everything he says, and and that's. Do you know, like a lad's coming into the squad and perhaps not that confident. You, you, like, for example, I don't think Will Smallbone will make himself available. Yeah. Or they wouldn't do that to him for his yeah. first one. Maybe for, me, would, for, right? for media. For media. Yeah. For media. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But whereas Lenehan's gone in there, he's not absolutely rocked as he for Ireland. He's played very well at times and stuff, but he's been in and out, isn't he? Often the one left out of squads. Yeah. Um, and he's got in there, and I, I like the confidence of that, going in front of the media today, chatting about his experience with life. I think he's had three different managers, isn't he, at club football and all over the places. Uh, you know, he's... he's, he's I, I actually like Leonard, Leonard, and I think he's a very good player. Um, And I, again, putting himself up in front of the media, though, that's my point, is that, you know, he's showing to Kenny that I'm, I'm a leader here, I'm here, I want to play, and I'm not just going to be in the background happy to just be in the squad. Yeah, I, I, think, I think when they put these lads up at the press conferences, really it, I think when they put these lads up in the in front of the press conferences, it's usually an indicator that they're going to play. You know, like nine times out of ten, it kind of is. So, you know, I think I think we'll see Lennon yeah. in there. I think Smallbone will will get a bit of game time. It, you know, he he does take time to introduce these lads. Like there, there has been this um this habit of Kenny, and it's fine because I suppose it 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 kind of it's kind of worked, but. He'll bring young lads into the squad and he might not necessarily cap them in their first camp and then the, the caps might come around. Just going back to him, Martin, who who are you looking forward to seeing on Thursday? Um, I think it, it's a massive opportunity. Again, uh, I think Odada will will get some time. Ogbené as well. I think they deserve to get, get some game time with Ireland. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Also, Robinson, I think he needs to kind of get himself going again. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, I think we're quite solid at the bat. Nate, you know, Nathan Collins is is for me now a star with Egan and uh, O'Shea, and I I think he's got to be clever with the goalkeepers. I've said that in the last episode. I think we really need to we need to cap them all again. In yeah, this who's, who, who's, that's yeah, who's, who's starts in goal? There's a bit of debate going on on Twitter right at the moment of who's going to start. Who, who's who goes in there for you? I, I mean, Queen Kelleher off the back with... of it, off a penalty shootout win against West Ham. Um, I'm sorry, not not. Not West Ham, geez. Anyway, sorry, got gone off on the tangent there. <laughs> Who's there to go? Uh, <laughs> starts in goal. He's the number one at the moment for me. So I think you start him in in the bigger game to two. Um, see how that's going, and maybe on sixty-seven, you maybe make the change. Um, and then Kelleher starts, comes on. Kelleher starts the next one, and then Travers coming on. I think that's yeah. the way to do it. I think with this, I don't think that's giving cheap caps away as well. I, I think he's got to be. Clever with Travers um, as well. He's he's had a tough season so far, club form. But, you know, reward him. He's done a right and it, for us. And I think he, he's got to keep all them keepers ready because if one of them gets injured, then we've got two of them and we've got a third goalkeeper coming in and who isn't any of them and hasn't had the recent experience. So I think that's what he's got to do with the goalkeepers. Um, and, but I think I'd like to see Cousin William play at some stage. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm quite confident. I think we'll get a... I don't think we'll lose to Norway. I think... It, I hope it's an entertaining game, um, and and you know because we'll have a lot of a lot of people in a way might not watch the Malta game, um, yeah. because you know the World Cup start on the same day, and you know is it a sanctioned game and it's you know going on it's a little bit like a, the Andorra game when we were in the summer camp that time it was all, you know, what time's it kicking off? Oh, really? Are they playing? You know, people lose track of it, but actually Norway in our own backyard 
is one that obviously, all right, the attention of Haaland's not there. I know we've probably name-checked him more than any Irish player in tonight's episode. But I think it's it's an important one to get a good result. And then he can be a bit experimental with the lads he brings over. Yeah. I think another interesting point would be, though, you know, you, you'll you see the harmony of the squad and things with everything here. I think you wouldn't expect anybody not to be travelling to Malta. You know, you could have seen that at previous kind of squads that, you know, perhaps people come in off the edge of it who, you know, he changed that. Oh, you don't need to travel to this one. I expect he, he likes this bond they've all formed and I expect them all to be going off unless obviously barring injury, all going off to Malta for the, for the sun yeah. and uh, the watch the world cup. Yeah. Look, personally, I'd like to see him draft in a couple more, but we'll see how it goes. There could be a couple of injuries. There could be a couple of yeah. lads recalled or whatever, but I, I do hope he calls in a couple of more players. Cause I do think it'll be a missed opportunity. Uh, score prediction for Thursday, Martin. First day, I'm going to go for two, two, I think it'll be, cool, be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be something similar. I'm going to go for a 1 1 draw, a score draw anyway. Um, and, yeah. you know, as I said, it's an absolutely depleted Norway team. So I think that's worth keeping in mind. And, you know, not exactly the, the strongest Ireland team available, but it's, you know, they are going to give them a good go. So um, hopefully we will see you on Thursday at the game. Um, I was going, Martin. And now I have to work. <laughs> No, and uh, letting down your country. So, um, no, so, I, I will be there with David. Yeah, because you um, love the fans. You you love your country and you love the fans. But look, we'll, we'll see how we go. So we will be back on Thursday. Um, David will be up in the press section. He will be giving live reaction uh, after the game. And I think he's going to come on just briefly before it. So do stay tuned for that. Do keep an eye on that if you're not going to the game. Uh, do keep an eye on David's updates and the post-game show, which will be live and will be open for fan discussion and comments. So um, best of luck to Ireland. Again, we're predicting a score draw, and we will be back after the game with David and his live reaction. So until then, uh, safe travels to the game, and all the best, and take care. Oh,